Hey coach, and welcome back to episode 34 of the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. Today's episode is part one of two. Part two is happening next week, but this is an interview with Christian money mindset coach, Raina, and we are gonna be talking about are you self-sabotaging your business's financial success because of your money mindset? Today, in this episode this week, Raina is going to cover three very common self-sabotaging money mindsets that people oftentimes deal with, especially in entrepreneurship, that are holding them back from flourishing in their business's financial success. And those three money mindsets are a poor money mindset, a scarcity money mindset, and a greedy money mindset. Now, next week, she is going to reveal the fourth and final money mindset, which is actually the mindset that God calls us to have when we are stewarding over his resources And of course, that includes money. So buckle up, grab a notebook, grab a pen, grab your coffee, because this episode is a wealth of knowledge, pun intended. Hey friend, and welcome to the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast, where we dive deep into all things faith, online courses, coaching, and how to make money from home on Instagram. I'm your host, Cami Wilkie, unapologetic follower of Jesus, wife, dog mom, and your faith-based business coach. If you are tired of your nine to five job, living paycheck to paycheck, and you're ready to go full time as an online coach and course creator on Instagram, then you are in the right place. Buckle up and get ready for business building tips, social media hacks, and a whole lot of Jesus. Let's get to work. Raina, welcome to the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. This has been, I feel like, long awaited. Like we we have known each other for a pretty long time on Instagram. And I'm just so excited to finally have you on the show and for everybody to hear the wisdom that you have around finances. So welcome to the show, Raina. Thank you very much for having me. Yay. I'm so excited. So you guys, if you didn't read already in the title today, Raina and I are going to be talking about, are you as an online coach, self-sabotaging your business's financial success because of your current money mindset issues. And Raina is the most perfect person to talk about Christian kingdom money mindset because she is a faith-based money mindset coach. Um, And she just has so much wisdom to share with you guys today. But Raina, will you first just introduce yourself to the audience? Tell us who you are, who do you serve? What can we kind of expect from you and your coaching business? Cool. So my name is Raina and I am the fun money coach. I help Christian entrepreneur let go of their fear and frustration about money to become financially organized and confident by simply creating a simple personal finance plan and shifting their money mindset with biblical principle so that you can honor God with your finance while having fun crushing your own goals. And so what I teach is really how to steward money in a way that is pleasing to God 
how to align your mindset with biblical principle so that you stay away from the new age or the prosperity gospel and really have your foundation based on the truth of what the Bible is actually saying. And I also help you create a stronger relationship with God. So this is your foundation and he comes first in your life. And I'm all about habits because what you do every day will affect your finance directly or indirectly. So that's why I'm called the fund money coach, because this is a big part of what I teach in the program. How do you think, how do you feel and what you do with your money is important. Yay. That's so, that's so good. Yeah. You guys, Rena is the fun money coach and I'm going to put down in the show notes, her Instagram handle so that you can get connected with her on Instagram. And I'm excited because after the show or at the end of the show, she has something for you for free that you can go ahead and grab some of her resources. But Rena, I would love for you to share if you would, before we dive into the training aspect Would you share with people just a little bit about your story? How did you come to this place of this wisdom around finances? What was that story like for you? Yeah, thank you. So you may be able to pick up a little bit of an accent. I am from Tahiti, born and raised. So my first language is French. And now I'm talking to you from New Zealand. I had a whole journey when it comes to finance, which is quite interesting. So God had equipped me for this time. I worked in Tahiti in tourism. And at nighttime, I was studying economic and accounting. Okay. And I also worked for a few business owners and their accounting for end of year taxes. And I worked for the Radisson Hotel for the end of year as well. They needed people and then I helped them there. But I never really liked accounting but I love talking about finance but not accounting as such but then I moved to New Zealand to be with my husband and here I started with nothing my husband couldn't afford to have me in his country so he was generating debt and he wasn't saying that to me I find out after a very cold night into an empty apartment and the next day I decided that can't be it I left a luxury cruise ship as an activity manager and a guest relation to come to an empty house in the middle of winter. What's happening? So I talked to him and he was like, look, I don't make enough money and I'm creating, we are creating a lot of debt. So I'm struggling and that's why I'm stressed. So this is when I decided I something needed to change and I'm going to be looking after the little amount of money we had wisely. Be grateful for what we already have. And that's a big lesson that we need to learn. The little bit you've got right now is what you need to be good with as a good steward. And when I started, I created a brand new methodology called the VIP method, which is value-based spending, intentional living, and priority focus. And that name came to me in 2020 in the shower while I was praying and asking God, how should I talk the methodology you taught me? And that's how it came up. So I learned with that methodology to pay off $250,000 of debt and mortgage in five years while making sure that I was diligent with what God has given me, putting him first with money or my resources, my time, and make sure that I learn what does the Bible actually say about money? Because I was so fearful of it when I started. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this training. But this is what I've learned. And all the things that I've gone through and the background in economy and accounting 
has helped me to this stage. And I am also a life um, certified life coach and entrepreneur coach as well. And um, finance has been something I've done a lot. And in Tahiti, people will ask me, how do you do to save money and still go on holiday? Teach me. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I, I have been going through and learning so much. And I'm excited to be able to share that wisdom with you and to show you what God is actually saying about money. That's so good. And I love your story. And I think that so many people, myself included, can resonate it, resonate with it. The, when you told me the first time that you and your husband paid off $250,000 in five years, my mind was blown because that's that's like here, like in America, $250,000 worth of debt is probably not uncommon for people between mm-hmm. student loans, car loans, and their mortgage. There's probably, yeah. it's probably very common for people to be at least in $250,000 worth of debt, especially in today's housing market. Yes. Um I mean, housing prices have gone just astronomical. So if you are somebody who is a homeowner and you happen to have gone to college and have some student loan debt, like many of us, many of us do, um, this is going to be a really great conversation for you. And so Raina has specifically, there's four money mindsets that we're going to talk about today. Three of them are not great. One of them is really good. And the one we need to be really having as a goal to have a certain type of money mindset. Um, and I'm excited for you guys to hear about these three common not so great money mindsets that many of us have. And specifically as entrepreneurs, because here's the thing, um, as an online coach, you are a business owner and you have to sell your coaching packages. That's how you make money. That's how your business generates income. And I think that people are surprised to find out how either easy or challenging selling is based upon the beliefs they have around money. And I find that there are so many Christians who shy away from the conversation around money. And I'm sure Raina will get into that. Um, You know, whether that was because somebody who was well-meaning taught us incorrectly what the Bible says about money or whether somebody shame, we we lived, grew up in a home where maybe people, our parents were, um, either had a lot or didn't have a lot, or maybe we have certain beliefs around people who have a lot of money or maybe not have a lot of money, whatever it is, your money story and the beliefs you have around money will affect the way that you approach sales in your business and can really either help or sabotage your business's financial success. So Raina, I want to take it over, turn it over to you and teach us all that you can, you are a wealth of knowledge, pun intended, around these three money mindsets that are sabotaging to our business's success. And then the last one, the fourth one that we want to have as a goal to strive for. Very, very cool. So thank you. So before, you need to know that behind every financial decision that you're making right now, there's either a set of conscious or unconscious belief and emotion. So just imagine if your attitude right now toward money is negative, or if you constantly think selling is bad, or 
making money is too hard. What do you think is your is the odd of you actually succeeding in your business? Not good. If you if somebody has the belief system that making money is super hard and it's this constant struggle for whatever reason, maybe they saw their parents struggle. Some maybe they themselves feel like they've been they're working 40 hours a week and they're not even making ends meet for whatever reason. If they have the belief system that making money is hard, it's challenging and it's a constant struggle, then they're going to make it harder than it has to be when it comes to selling their coaching packages for sure. Absolutely. So today I'm going to talk to you about what is money mindset and how it's affecting you right now so that you can quickly identify through this um, podcast which one you may be and then show you the mindset that we need to all really master in order to um, steward our money wisely. So what is money mindset all about? So money mindset is basically a combination of how you think about money, how you feel about it, and how you behave. And the way it was influenced is all because of your money stories. And there are four very important times, your childhood, culture, media and your religion. And when you are from zero to seven, we call it the imprint period, we are all sponges. And whatever your parents did or didn't do regarding to money, what they say or how they reacted around people who had money has become your reality and your core belief. And you can do two things. You can either model your parents or you can rebel and do the total opposite as an adult. So this is a very important thing for you to know. Now, the four different money mindset that we're going to talk about, and there are really three right now that I want to discuss, which is one is poor money mindset. So this is really when you believe that money is the source of all evil. And that's a misunderstanding of the Bible verse, 1 Timothy 6.10. The Bible verse is saying that the love of money is the root of all evil. But I'm sure you've heard it growing up. Your mom, like me, may have said every time, money is bad. Money is bad. So you grew up thinking money is bad. Now imagine you are a business owner, and that's the blueprint in your mind that money is bad. What would you do if you think you have that habit, that mindset, sorry? So if I'm a business owner and I have this core belief that people who have a lot of money are bad or they're evil or they're greedy, I'm probably going to, whether consciously or unconsciously, try to avoid having a certain amount of money or or try to keep myself under a certain pay grade because I don't want to fall into that category that I'm, I'm believing is the greedy or the evil um, that people oftentimes associate with people who are quote unquote rich. Exactly right. When you have a poor money mindset, your first thing you do is you totally ignore your finance. So when it comes to your business or your personal finance, you don't like to look at your numbers. Even creating goals for you feel really bad. Like wanting to be successful, even though that's what you would like, is very difficult for you to do. So you have a tag of war between I want to be successful and I shouldn't be successful. So it's very difficult for you to do that. And by ignoring your finance, 
it does a big disservice to you because if you don't know your number, you don't know what's working in your business. You don't know how to focus on the right package or um, services. And for your personal finance, you cannot create um, effective budget if you don't even know your numbers. So a poor money mindset is a very interesting one because it's all based on a misunderstanding on the Bible. So when you go back to the word of God and truly read it and ask for his wisdom because he's willing to give it to you about what it actually said, he will be able to help you shift that mindset because money is not bad. It's a tool that you can use to glorify God. Money is like a pen. You pick it up and you do what you want to do with it. Money it by itself, it does nothing. It's just a reflection of what you do to it. So it's like an amplifier of your own action. So when it comes to your money, you need to take responsibility for what you do. So that's the first one that many fall into. And that fear of success and earning money will keep you safe. And like Cami said, under a certain level as well. And most of the time, you're happy to do your service for nothing, for free, because you feel that it's holy to serve and don't ask for um, to be paid for it. So a high ticket offer for you will feel like something, no way I'm going to do that because it's not good at all. Yeah. So that's the first mindset. That's so good. You know, and I think that this is such a really great opportunity for us to reflect back on our childhood and also the people that we are around right now. And, you know, what do people say about money now? And this is a really good time in history to be having this conversation because at least in America, and I'm sure I know other places around the world, we are experiencing a massive level of inflation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, gas prices has gone up. Lucas and I bought orange juice two days ago at the grocery store. And in two weeks, they had increased the price of the orange juice by 60%, which sounds silly of, well, why are you you know, Cameron, it's orange juice. But I mean, if, if if they increased the orange juice by 60%, they probably increased almost everything in the store by yeah. a certain percentage. And so what I'm seeing right now in conversations, just natural conversations because of the things going on in the news, a potential war, is that people are panicking about how am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to afford gas money? How am I going to afford to put food on the table for my family? And there's a lot of scarcity talk happening. And so I think this is a really good time to be having this conversation and also a good chance to reflect back on what were the type of conversations that I heard my parents have around money growing up. Was there an abundance of money? Was there a lack of money? Did I hear my parents just constantly talking about how, oh, we can't afford that restaurant. You know, other people can afford that restaurant. We can't afford or we can't we can't afford to go on nice vacations like that. Or we can't afford to go on an airplane. So any vacation we we do, we have to go on a road trip. And please understand that I'm not here to make anybody feel ashamed. I'm just reflecting back to you certain comments that I've heard people say that seem on on the surface level innocent comments, but really what they can do is instill some deeply rooted beliefs 
that are not healthy when it comes to someone stewarding finances. And that child will eventually grow up to be a an adult who is earning income and paying bills and either stewarding their finances well or stewarding their or or not not doing a good job of stewarding their, their finances and so I just think it's really important to have these conversations whether you're an entrepreneur or not your beliefs around money matter and they're probably reflected in your bank account right now and your behavior and that's a nice segue to the second money mindset which is a scarcity money mindset this is really when you have the belief that there's not enough money to go around So when you have that core belief in your mind, you have the tendency to be a holder when it comes to money. You may be someone that just every time you have something, you want to save it because you're too scared of the future and maybe not having something tomorrow. But the other thing that is really frequent when you have the scarcity mindset is that you will overfind yourself saying, I can't afford it, even though you have the money in your bank account. The scarcity mindset has a lot to do as well with an identity crisis because people put some kind of self-worth with the amount of money you have in your bank account. And that's very dangerous because as Christian and daughter of the king, your value and your worth is so much more than your net worth. And I do not like when coaches or business owners will say, When you charge for your price, charge your worth. That's such a bad expression to say because you should never associate your pricing with your identity and your worth, right? If I wanted to work with Kami and she say, I'm charging for my worth, I'd never be able to work with Kami because she's there's no price tag for her. So please disassociate your worth from your tag price, your price tag, sorry. I'm selling something for like $12. Do you mean, does it mean that I'm a, I'm not worth it? Not at all. I have a different purpose for that package. So this is an important thing that I want you to do. You are not the price that you put on your, on your uh, offers. If someone say no to a, a price, don't think that because it's too high or because it has a reflection on you, the other person looking at that price will have some money mindset issue as well. So they may be thinking, oh, I can't afford this. So when you have a scarcity mindset, you may also be feeling guilty charging for your service because you believe that if I take $1,000 from Kami, that's mean that nothing else will come to her. She won't be able to take care of her family and so forth and so on. So it's very hard for you to even say or put on your page, how much do you charge for your service because of that fear and worry that there's nothing, there's never going to be enough. And there's a verse I want you to remember, which is Matthew 6, 31 and 32. It's a difficult one to master, but God is saying, don't worry about this thing, saying, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? Our Heavenly Father know our needs, not our wants, but he know our needs. And if we are able to just, you know, do the work, and then surrender the result to him and not worry. This is what he wants us to do. Is that surrendering heart and that trust that we need to have in him. So if you have a poor, a scarcity money mindset right now, there's a lot of surrendering and trust that need to be put into place in order to help you shift this. 
The um, other thing that you may be um, doing is when you get money into your bank account, someone pay you, you have that sense that you don't deserve it. I don't know if any of your clients may have said that. You know, what I something that I picked up on when you were saying, first of all, kind of a side note here, um, we were referencing Matthew chapter six, and I actually, I have one of the verses from Matthew chapter six as a tattoo on my ribs. I, and so when you reflected that verse, I, I just, it's one of my favorite verses, but when I think back to what are the money mindset struggles that my clients have, they oftentimes come to me with the belief that there's not enough money currently in their bank account. They're in a state of panic. They're thinking about, I can't make ends meet now. I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet in the future, let alone reach all these financial goals that I have. And so Cammie, I need you to teach me how to make money. And Mm -hmm. so we, you know, if it's a good fit, we work together and I, we start implementing this game plan to bring in more income into their business. And when it comes to pricing their offers, this happens almost 100% of the time. There becomes a state of panic within the client that I'm working with of, oh no, Cammie, that's way too much. I couldn't possibly charge that amount for my services, which by the way, There is a whole lot of factors taken into consideration when it comes to pricing your Mm. offer. I mean, that's a whole nother episode for itself. But something that I've noticed is that sometimes coaches aren't even taking into consideration their income needs when they're pricing their offers, which is a huge issue. Like like if you need $3,000 a month in order to pay all of your bills, but you are only setting yourself up to make a thousand dollars a month, that's a problem. (laughs) And so I say that to say there's a whole bunch of factors that go into play when it comes to putting a price tag on your offer. And that's when I oftentimes see coaches start to go into this panic mode of, oh no, I can't charge that. You want me to charge them what? Excuse? Like, and they just start panicking. And when we dive into this deeper, we we usually come up with exactly what you just said, Raina, that they have this core belief that if they are charging that certain amount, that they are stealing from somebody or that mm. that other person is going to have to go without or that how could they possibly deliver that level of excellence for that price tag? There's just a whole bunch of lies and doubt going on in their mind. And, you know, the coaching space calls this imposter syndrome Um, But yes, I see this phenomenon happening like almost every single time I'm working with a client, which, which, you know, sounded an alarm off in my head that there is a huge problem when it comes to money mindset and really sparked my thought to have Raina on the show. Yeah. And the scarcity mindset is one of the most interesting one to deal with. And I love what you just say, because there's so many layers to it. It's not just growing up with a family that didn't have much money. It may have been things that happened to you in your um, current lifestyle that is causing you to have that scarcity and panic mode, like you say. There's so many layers also with your identity. I love that mindset to work on. There's so many layers to peel 
and to rebuild is great. The next one we're going to talk about is what we call the greedy money mindset. So this is when you have the belief that money will solve all your problems. And as a Christian, you may be thinking, I don't think I have a greedy money mindset. I know I love God, but this can sneak in without you even realizing, especially if you are currently right now with a scarcity mindset, you're most likely to have a greedy money mindset. And the reason why I'm saying that is because you are on a hustling mode. You just hustle, hustle, hustle. You don't trust God with your outcome and you just on panic mode and you feel like only a little bit, I need just only a little bit more, I need one more cleanse. You you don't have a state of rest in God's provision. And that really mindset really keep you and your heart and your eyes sometimes away from what God wants you to do because you too focus on the figures. And the verse that I want you to think about is Ecclesiastic 5.10. And there it says, those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. When I do a quiz with people and I ask them, is money going to bring happiness? Everybody says yes. But then we need to look deeper. Yes, money will give you opportunities. But are you craving money? Or are you serving money? Or are you just using money as a tool to take care of your family and your priority and take care of God's kingdom. So craving for money is what the evil one likes to use to make us feel like you're not a good Christian. Look, you have you are following the other master, not God. So just be careful when you are onto that greedy money mindset. It's easy to be pushing, pushing, pushing for the sales, for the things, and not looking at your clients as human, but become a a number in your mind. When you see something on Instagram and Cami say you need to do DM strategy, you only see numbers. You're not seeing about building a, a relationship with them and really nurturing it. It's like this person gonna pay my bill. It's no longer humanized. Have you seen that in your coaching as well? One hundred percent. And I actually did like a little mini training on this just last week. So it's so appropriate that you mention that right now. So Right now, I have a course that's called High Ticket Closer. And again, such a perfect timing for this conversation right now. High Ticket refers to selling coaching packages that are more than just a couple hundred dollars. I mean, we're talking about multiple thousands of dollars for one coaching package. And through High Ticket Closer, through this course, I teach people how to create a high ticket package and how to sell that high ticket package from a place of integrity without having any of those sleazy or icky or pushy sales tactics. And one of the things that comes up in this conversation is when somebody slides into your DMs or comments on your posts or in whatever way they connect with you on Instagram, when you, when they are a potential client, when you talk to them, when you look at them, when you book a call with them, do you see dollar signs or do you see a human being on the other side that deserves your compassion and deserves 
your true attention without seeing just dollar bills every single time you look at them. And one of the first things that I teach people to do when they're having a conversation with somebody on a call is to ask them about them first. So tell me about you. Like, like before we get to the business, before we get to, or if you're a fitness coach or if you're a wellness coach, whatever it is, if I pop on a call with somebody, I want to know who are you? Where did you grow up? Did you play basketball? Were you a painter? How many siblings do you have? Did you live in a city? Did you live in a small town? Who, what football team do you root for on the weekends? I want to know who you are as a person, which brings a level of humility to the conversation and reminds the business owner that they are having a conversation with a human, not someone who is just going to pay their bills for the next few months. And when you shift out of the mindset of, I just need to make the sale and, and I am willing to sign anybody who's willing to pay the price. And you shift out of that into a service-based conversation. It feels different for the person on the other line. I promise you people can tell if you just want to sign them as a client just for the money. Mm -hmm. people can feel it. And so I think that we have to shift the way that we're selling, particularly high ticket coaching packages in a way that is service led and compassion led. Oh, instead of this pushy, icky, I just need to sign and close the deal, hand me your credit Mm -hmm. card type of conversation. So I love what you just said, Raina. Thank you for hitting on that. Not a problem. And I just want you to know if you if you are in that space right now, please give yourself some grace because until God's come back, we are going to be working progress. And when you have a scarcity mindset, it's easy to fall onto the greedy mindset because right now you do have a need for money. You need to pay your bills. So don't be too hard on yourself, please. So when you have the greedy mindset, the other things that you may be doing is putting your business over your rest, over your family and over um, your health. And that's not good because if you start getting sick, you're going to be spending so much more money on getting better. And then that will uh, uh, again, take away money that you could be putting into building yourself up, investing or taking care of your priorities. So the greedy mindset is something we need to really try to stay away just because God says, you can't have two masters. Is either we love him or we love money. But it doesn't mean what I'm saying here that you cannot have money. The richest man's man in the world was Solomon and he was loved by God. So money, as I mentioned at the beginning, is not the problem. Your heart and what you do with it, that's what we need to take care of. Hey coach, this concludes part one of my interview with Christian money coach, Raina. This episode, she talked about the three common money mindset issues that are keeping entrepreneurs stuck when it comes to flourishing in their business's financial success. She talked about the poor money mindset, the scarcity money mindset, and the greedy money mindset. Now, be sure to tune in next week for part two of my interview with Raina because she is going to be revealing the fourth and final money mindset. And this one is actually the money mindset that God calls us to have when it comes to our finances. 
Now, in the meantime, go ahead and scroll down in the show notes because Raina has graciously given you guys the link to her free money mindset masterclass. You can find that down in the show notes. Also, you will find her Instagram handle and a link where you can schedule a 90 minute one-on-one money mindset call with Raina. We'll see you next week for part two of our interview with Christian money mindset coach, Raina. Raina.